Hi, this is Giuseppe. Hi, this is Anthony. And you're listening to For the Love of Sophia. A philosophy podcast brought to you by the Public Philosophy Project. If you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to email us at publicphilproject at gmail.com. Enjoy the ride. Hey guys, hello. Hello, welcome back. Welcome back. Don't forget to support us on Patreon. Please do so if you like what you're hearing. It, only if, if and only if. Exactly. If uh, not, just don't listen. Then just, that's it. Okay, so, <laughs> so there was just a technical error you did not hear. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to be talking about something that maybe we've beaten around the bush around at some point. Yeah, I think they're, they're kind. Of, I think the work episode. That's maybe, what I was thinking. Maybe yeah. a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but we had never actually talked about one specific, you know, specifically about it. It's been incidental. It has been incidental. So today we're going to talk about property. Property, yeah. And what what is that? How does that work? I'm assuming that we'll get into. Is it a good thing? Mm. <laughs> is it a bad thing? The, yep. the 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 value aspect of it. But I think that it's a good a good idea to start with. What is this? What is this? As usual, right? As usual. And when we think of property, what do you think is the most basic, basic, like layman understanding or association? Oh, definitely the having things, right? The possession of stuff. Mm. Okay. Uh, in any way, shape, or form, uh, having more or less exclusive access to one thing, or if not exclusive, at least having access at will to that one thing. Okay. So possessing something seems like it, yeah. And do you think that we typically think of possession as this exclusive access thing? I would. Uh, yeah, I would assume so. Uh, I don't know if it's the right way of thinking about it, but yes, mm-hmm. we think of this exclusive a- access to, to something like it's even with people we do that, right? Yeah, with the yeah. moment something is mine, it's mine only, right? Yeah, and you think of people in I don't know, like when you're younger and you're just starting to get into relationships, you're like, oh, he's very possessive. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, I'm I'm wondering if I. And it will be interesting to see if this is like a spillover from the mm. way in which we interact with things or vice versa. Or if it's the way we relate to other people and then it spills over in the way we act, act with mm. stuff. So it's to have exclusive access to something. Maybe a basic example would be like my cup, right? Pick something simple. Mm-hmm. I own my cup so it seems i couldn't even say it without saying the word own yeah um my cup is my property this means that i have exclusive access well actually there's a question because isn't it true that you could take the cup from me right now literally i could take it but that wouldn't make it mine though right you would have access to it though Mm, true so do we mean that one has rightful exclusive access to it I would say that... Rather than literal exclusive access? 
Well, I guess so. I'm, I'm, I didn't mean necessarily that you are the only one that can access the cup because technically at your house, Claire can access the cup too. She, she can actually drink from it as well. She could. Maybe she does. But it, Maybe she does. But it's, it's your cup in the sense that whenever you want it, you can use it, right? Mm. Most of the time. Uh, and then it, in theory, at least, some if somebody takes it from you, it's still is your cup. They're taking it from you, right? Mm. It's like it's an extension of you almost, as Locke would say. Yeah. So there's there's this element of like not necessarily the literal thing, although maybe some people would argue that, mm-hmm. but in terms of what is rightful to have mm. this cup, to possess this cup, is to exclude all others from having like jurisdiction over the cup is that a good way of saying it um maybe i have i have a hard time with the rightful thing right Mm -hmm. because you can this might be your cup but i don't know how you access this to begin with did you bite it did you did i steal it did you steal it did you did you forcibly take it from someone that rightly belonged to do things even rightly belong to anybody that's a good, so, okay, this is already <laughs> like a thing because it seems like we can't understand what property is on, unless you also look at the acquisition process, like what causes the property to be property. property. Yeah, and I'm wondering, so does that mean that in order to establish if something is a property of someone, right, mm-hmm. we absolutely have the need to, to discover the origin, right? Mm-hmm. how the property is is acquired, which is what seems to, to be the case, right? Is that necessary for me to know how you got it? Or, I mean, if you killed a man to get that cup, <laughs> <laughs> it would be bizarre. But if you did that, right, and the man is dead, and, you know, nobody, nobody can, nobody knows, right? Mm-hmm. Or even if somebody knew, does this make this cup less yours at this point? Or is it still yours? Or if you stole it, right? What the, the, that thing really modifies the property, mm. the property of the property. <laughs> this is very difficult because I feel like we're running up on something, which it, so in the first five minutes. In the first five minutes, right, right, which makes me be like, okay, where is this going to go? But um, does the question of acquisition affect the nature of an alleged? properties being a property that's the question right i feel like this depends on whether or not we see property as a a quality of Mm -hmm. the thing okay or rather a an intrinsic quality of one's relation to the thing okay or if we see it as just a practical construct okay so not an intrinsic part of the relationship but something we like act as if it's there like we all pretend in other words and we have the same like locus of pretending Mm -hmm. so i feel like the answer to this question of acquisition kind of depends on whether we're looking at it as something that's really in it Mm. or as just uh, are we playing the right game of pretend okay i'm wondering if if it will help or if we make it more complex if we add another example let's say i have a car right okay I have a car. I bought that car. Let's assume for a moment that we know that if I buy something, that's mine, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, rightfully, as you were saying before. All of a sudden, I sell my car. 
right, to someone else. The someone else is driving that car now. The someone else bought the car from me. Is that car still my car? Mm. Or to make it even more complex, right? Is this land where we're at right now, right? The United States land, or is it the Native Americans land at this point? Or even to make it more complicated, is it the land of a certain person who exactly. once was part of the United States? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and things can get even more complicated, right? With land is sold and bought all the time, right? Mm. The, how does that work, right? Was there somebody who was there before everybody else, right? Is it still because this this property thing, like many of the things which we talk about, it might seem at the very beginning a menial. Mm -hmm. kind of interest of us, right? Uh, let's figure out what this thing is, like this philosophical lofty concepts, right? Mm -hmm. But then you run into issues like this, right? What does it mean to own something at the end of the day? What does it make a property a property? And is it, again, are we just... Because if it's a construct, as you're saying, yeah, this is the land of someone, right, that bought it, mm -hmm. that... Uh, and this was the land of the United States or the state of New Jersey, whatever it is. And it's not anymore the land of the Native Americans that lived here, right? Because just in the, the game that we're playing, mm -hmm. this is the way things are. But if that is true, then all sorts of, of uh, or they call it restitution or mm. uh, retribution, I don't remember what the exact terminology mm -hmm. is, all those things are like, they don't make any sense, right? There are ways in which we're trying to just, and I don't, I'm not trying to walk into into something that we don't want to walk into. Right, right. But what I'm saying is, depending the way you think about it, we could just can say, well, those people are just trying to change. This land doesn't be really belong to anybody. Mm -hmm. It's just the rules of the game were established in such a way that the state of New Jersey owns the, the land and the people that are working towards the restitution of some land let's say, to hmm. to another Americans, they just want to change the rules. Okay, so I'm trying to, at this point, look at the examples we've given mm -hmm. and to see if there's anything... In common. In common. And it seems like so far, of all the things that, quote-unquote, can be property or can become property, they all can un... Be, not unbecome property, although I suppose that's possible, but unbecome the property of one in particular. Okay. Right? So it seems like to to own something is like to, in the eyes of the game we all play, have the rightful say over what happens to it. Right? Okay. And it seems like that rightful say can be transferred to another person. To someone else. Pro, uh, provided certain conditions are met. Mm. So, for example, you're saying that if I if I said, sell you the car, yes. then you can do with the car whatever you please, and I have no say. And if right, you say when I make this agreement with you, I am agreeing to transfer ownership of this thing to you. Okay. And it no longer is my own, but it is your own. Mm. And when that happens, I no longer have the rightful say in what happens to it. You do. So can we say that maybe 
one first characteristic that property has is transferability. It can be transferred from one person to another. At least in theory. And theoretically, of course. I want to say yes. Okay. Now, there's something that complicates this, which I'm not going to get into. So I'm going <laughs> to just say, say yes. It, it? Okay. The thing I'm thinking of is when you get into issues of, of like, self. Yeah, I, but knew, I knew you were going to Yeah, he knew, he's, he's <laughs> dreading it. But absent of that thing, if we're just talking about objects in the loosest sense of the word, they seem to be transferable in principle. Yeah, does that... So let me ask you this. Does that mean then theoretically and with the limitations that you just stated, right? And which maybe we need to talk later more. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that mean that the only thing, no, the only thing, properties for sure needs to be transferable, which means that they can be put out for sale. Hmm. That everything that's a property should be sellable mm-hmm. without any issues, right? Is that is that the same thing? Transferability and how can we call it sellability? Are they the same thing or are they slightly different? That's a good question. Because selling is definitely a like a, a version of transferability. Mm-hmm. I suppose the question now is like, is there a version of transferability that's not sellability? I guess so, right? I can I can just hmm. gift you something. Ah, that's a good point. I can, if I gift you something that becomes your property, I'm transferring that to you, but I'm not selling that to you. So I would stick with the transferability part because that that one seems less limited. Okay. So it's a transferable relationship between a person or a set of people and an object or set of things. I so I have I have a point. This is why I'm gonna I'm gonna restate the the, the sellability thing. Though. Okay. Can I give the things that I gift you, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever those things are. Things that I can gift someone are are always things that can be sold to someone as well. Can I gift you something that cannot be sold? Because that will make a difference, right? Hmm. Because if there is no, if in order for me to be able to gift you something, that something needs to be sellable in theory, mm-hmm. then the, the 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 difference between the two things is not as marked as we think. Do you see sellability as necessarily including some kind of like commodification? I'm a sp- that's my fee- well. I think that if we say the things that are properties mm-hmm. are things that can be sold, of course they can be gifted, but at least they can be sold. Mm-hmm. And anything that cannot be sold is not a property. I think it gives us actually a good demarcation there, right? Because then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. people cannot be properties because we mm-hmm. cannot sell people. At least we think right now. Can you? Can I ask a question? Sure. What's going on in your mind? Like, why prefer sellability rather than transferability? Like, what do we get out of that? Because I'm thinking that if we say that things that can be transferable are properties, right? In theory, Mm -hmm. 
I can transfer my kids to someone else. Mm. They can be legally, you know, assigned to someone else. But I wouldn't say the kids are properties, though. Instead, if we say that the quality of the property is that it could be sold, at mm -hmm. least in theory, then all of a sudden kids cannot be property. I'm trying to save a whole category of quote-unquote objects, right? Yeah. In, the, in, the, in the loose sense of the way. A category hmm. of beings from being able to be properties. Because that worries me, right? If all of a sudden all I need is transfer. Mm -hmm. Legally, again, you can transfer being a dependent, right? Mm -hmm. this, some, somebody can become a dependent of someone else mm -hmm. and that's implies some transferability, right? I don't know if it makes any sense. But no, I think it makes sense. I think what I'm trying to wrap my head around is something like if something is in principle transferable, mm -hmm. like I'm not sure what the principle is that would make something transferable but not sellable. Like if we admit that your kids are... Transfer transferable <laughs> such a funny thing Horrible. um yeah. what in that nature is preventing them from being sellable like just a, a law well that's maybe we need to talk about that right okay maybe the issue is that in theory people are sellable too right because ontologically mm -hmm. that seems to be correct yeah and are, but are we okay with that are we okay <laughs> i know i know i'm not okay with that um, so we can get more specific as we go on, but we know at a very base level, whatever property is, it's this rightful use and say that can be transferred and or sold depending <laughs> on how we define things, mm. right? Mm -hmm. What else seems to be present here? But uh, aside from transferability and, and or sellability, mm -hmm. um, what the... And again, uh, the more I think about this, mm -hmm. the more I'm not sure that this is it. Because hmm. I'm thinking, me and you sometimes have misguided ideas, right? Okay. And ideas are my ideas. Can I transfer or sell you ideas, though? Because hmm. those are my stuff, right? Okay, this is ultimately a question now of how object is defined. I guess. <laughs> right? Because guess. We, we seemingly had no problem mm -hmm. agreeing that like a cup or a car mm -hmm. or a shirt mm -hmm. or like a guitar, these things can be property because one can have the rightful use over them and can transfer and or sell them to someone else. Mm -hmm. The question is how do ideas factor into this, if at all? Right? Because yes. that, that's always a possibility. Someone can be like, yeah, yeah, that's not the same kind of thing. Well, or bodies. Or bodies. Right? Yeah. I think bodies we have less trouble with because at least. Um, well, we have sold our share of them. Not prima facie. Yes. <laughs> not me or you. But yeah. No, general. secretly we have this body <laughs> organ selling thing. Uh, but with an idea, well, can I transfer an idea to you? What would that mean, right? What would that mean? Because like, one th I can communicate my idea to you, but can I track? Can I give you? Can you legally own hmm. whatever that means? My idea. 
Well, the one thing I was going to say is to transfer an idea in its purest form would mm-hmm. seem to be, uh, I'll Did use a computer you? analogy, okay. USB. Like okay. I'm, I'm connecting my mind to yours okay, and you just get it. Okay. Right? Um, but it seems like when we communicate an idea, that's not exactly what's happening because the best thing that could happen with language is you get an approximation of what my idea is relative to your associations between words and concepts and experiences. But but when I give you my idea, right, mm-hmm. however, even if you get the approximation, mm-hmm. does that mean that then you can do whatever you want with that idea and I have no say hmm. about it anymore? Because that's the other thing that we said, right? We transfer the car, and at that point, I cannot say anything else. You do with your car whatever you want to do. I'm not responsible for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Uh, I cannot be involved in telling you how to drive it. Right, right. Does that work with ideas too, though? Because I feel like that if I give you an idea, and you take this idea for what it is, and that if I give you the uh, the idea of, hey, maybe we should kill. You know, all horses mm-hmm. because they're bad. And I give you the idea, and then you go and do it, and you use that idea to kill all the horses. You're gonna go to jail. But am I? First of all, am I going to jail too? Because I am the one who ideated this thing. And secondly, am I more responsible for you doing that? Okay. So what it seems like is happening <laughs> in cases where we're applying property principles to ideas is we're applying property principles to the actualization of ideas. Okay. (laughs) So you guys didn't know this happened, the second thing of that kind today, but the computer just turned off. Yeah, and we were worried that we lost everything. I'm still a little worried. I need a a gin and tannin bomb just to calm down today. So... We're good. Woosa. We're good. We found everything, and we were talking about ideas and yes. so, uh, properties. So what I was saying was, in the instance you described, it doesn't seem to be the case that the issue is ownership of the idea. It seems like it relates to the actualization of the idea, or better yet, a certain actualization of that idea, and mm-hmm. having the rightful access and executability of that specific manifestation of that idea. Okay. Like, for example, um, what's like a patent idea? Like, you don't want someone patents, um, like on Shark Tank, they're like, did you patent this idea of (laughs) making the backpack do this thing? And they're like, yes. Mm -hmm. Right. We could, if I patent that, I'm not saying you can't have that idea. I'm saying you can't rightfully m- sell a certain manifestation of that idea. But I think that means that the idea is still yours. That's what the patent actually does. It makes sure that the idea mm-hmm. doesn't become anybody else's idea. Does it? And uh, yeah, you can use it at a fee, mm-hmm. but you cannot have it, right? I would say that that is what the pendant does. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm still thinking what I'm owning. Like, okay, let's say I patented 
I, I made a new children's toy, mm-hmm. and my new children's toy is a blue triangle. Okay. The greatest toy <laughs> <laughs> to ever exist. I am not owning the idea to blue triangle because anyone who sees a blue triangle could then have a reflection and have an idea of the blue triangle, right? What I'm owning is the rights to create and more specifically sell the blue triangle in a certain way. Mm, I think that you own the rights to blue triangle as a toy. Okay. Which is the idea still. Interesting. Okay. Because I, I, otherwise, nobody... So how can we say this? Ideas, unless we... If we got right to the conclusion that ideas cannot be properties, mm-hmm. that's a different story, right? Mm-hmm. We can say that, that ideas, theories, whatever, there's not properties there. But if we are saying that ideas are transmissible mm-hmm. and sellable then we need to you know we need to say that they are you know they are just you mm. own the idea right okay because i want to maybe draw a distinction now i'm curious what you think about this because kind of what we're doing is we're trying to get at the nature of what property is by looking at not only some obvious characteristics it has upon first glance but by looking at the kinds of things that are said to be owned and not owned yeah. and like the way the ownership functions, right? And then like from this circular dance, hopefully we'll land yeah. at something, right? There are some people who say you can't own an idea. Yeah. So intellectual property exists, quote unquote, yeah. within the arbitrary legal framework of our country, right? And, and yeah, a bunch so of other places. Yeah. Probably most places. Probably most places. Yeah. Most, let's say, post-industrial developed yeah. places, yeah, absolutely. right? Yes. There are people who don't believe that intellectual property is a thing. Yeah. Right? And their argument goes something like this, and I'm going to paraphrase it. And the one who, I'm not sure he created it, but the, the book is associated with a guy named Stephen Kinsella, and he just has a book called Against Intellectual Property, right? They say... In order to understand the nature of property, you kind of got to understand the nature of theft. Yeah. Right? Because what we think about theft ultimately reflects something we think about property. Yeah. In the same way, although not exactly, like your answer to the trolley problem reflects something about your your morals. Okay. So if you own the cup, a particular cup, right? And... A particular cup is a physical thing that has a limit in space and there's only it's scarce there's one of it there's no other of that particular cup anywhere else right and i take it from you Mm -hmm. you no longer have that particular cup yes right but with an idea that doesn't happen Mm. right we're not talking about a, a particular we're not talking about a universal we're talking about like a conceptual entity. Yeah. And so I can have, I can download Blue Triangle. Yeah. And you still have Blue Triangle. So if me gaining access to the idea doesn't 
remove your having the idea, then ideas can't really be talked about in terms of property. So intellectual property is just a fiction that the machine is put forward to make money. To make money or the positive outlook would be like to foster innovation. To foster innovation. Okay. And what's what's your thought about this? I, I don't is that about intellectual property? Yeah, I kinda To be honest, I have mixed feelings on okay. it. Okay. I, I don't know if it it's very hard to say because I went through a period of time where I was totally on board with it. And then I went through a period of time. I'm assuming you were downloading a lot of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And then I went through a time where I totally was not on board with it. Okay. And then I'm at a position in my life now where I see both sides because from a, like a metaphysical standpoint, that's true. If I, if I download the file, you do still have the file. I'm like cloning it and taking a copy for myself. So to that part's true. The question is, does that mean, well, two questions, A, that you can't talk about that in terms of property, or B, that I should do that? Because hmm. the, the opposing, one opposing argument might be something like, yes, but you're taking away the ability, my ability to do something with that idea, which is really the thing that I'm owning. So if I download your music... You still have your music, yeah. but I'm taking away your ability to exclusively distribute that music. So, uh, and I don't think, because someone's like, yeah, but that's just a consequential argument. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. What do you think about this? It's, it's tough. As you said, I, I am absolutely... So... I shouldn't say absolutely. Um, there are some issues with intellectual properties in general, I, I would say. And some people who... So my gut reaction is I am against intellectual property, right? I think that it's absolutely obvious that I'm not stealing from you. So therefore, you really don't own that thing. Mm-hmm. Better, you might own it, but it doesn't hurt you if I take it, right? It's not. I'm not really stealing it. I'm not. It's not really a property. Mm-hmm. And again, the, the universal argument versus versus particular, um, it's an interesting one, right? Um, so this is my gut reaction to it. And I don't buy the argument, for example, that the moment you download somebody's music or the moment you, um, you, know, you don't have any property rights at a certain point, innovation goes down or anything like that. If anything, there are some fields where the fact that we don't, um, that we have property rights is actually hampered, I mean, damaged mm-hmm. uh, innovation. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, for example, of innovation when it comes to to biology or to the medical field where patents and, and you know, all sorts of restrictions come into place. People cannot study the thing that a specific pharmaceutical company owns, for example, because it becomes their thing. In the 90s, especially, there was this exponential growth of patenting pieces of the DNA or, you know, parts of the genetic code or specific medicine or specific stuff in a way that it made it illegal for anyone else to go and 
investigate those things. Which obviously, more people study something, more chances there are for innovation. Mm -hmm. Less people do so, less chances there are, right? And uh, so on, from this perspective, this is why I don't buy the innovation stuff. What is missing, what you're losing, and again, let's call a spade a spade, right? Is the possibility to monetize something. Mm -hmm. That is the issue, right? Mm -hmm. The real issue is if all of a sudden you can have my idea, my music, my study, my theory, whatever it is, and it's not considered theft that you take it from me, then all of a sudden I'm not able to monetize it because everybody has becomes more common, less rare, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody has mm -hmm. it, and so on and so on. The real issue there is another one to me with ideas and theories and stuff like that and music and, and things that you create, right? It becomes a matter of consent, which is different there. That is the angle to which you can attack this kind of stuff, right? I, I was kind of thinking that, yes. It's consent, right? I am not consent because my ideas mm -hmm. are, I mean, if you're a materialist, literally a part of your body, right? Or in any case, they're part of you. Mm -hmm. The moment you're using a part of me without my consent, the moment you're reproducing a part of me without my consent, mm -hmm. then we're having trouble. So I need to, the, the how can we say, touch-shock property seems to be the protection that people might have against being used against their consent. I always make this example when I talk about these things. Everyone can be iffy when it comes to music, right? I don't know if downloading a song is really that. Think of it this way. What if somebody was taking a piece of your DNA mm. and cloned you or uses that piece of DNA to make medicine? He doesn't even need to clone you. You, you know, he figures out that you have a specific characteristic that if I can reproduce, I can create this medicine, such and such. Mm -hmm. And they do that. And you cannot defend yourself from it, right? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be horrible? Wouldn't you feel used, literally, right? And wouldn't that be bad somehow? Not just ethically, I mean. Yeah. No, no, I think you're right. And I'm also wondering if there's something akin to in order to obtain something that someone does not consent to releasing, you have to, quote unquote, tr digitally trespass, mm -hmm. right? Like you would say something some kind of transgression of rights is happening. If if I were to walk on your lawn and like look in your window and take a picture of something and then leave with it, mm -hmm. right? Similarly, if you if you're using the internet to gain access to something to my file set that I have not consented to opening to the public there seems to be some element of, of trespass there. And I, and I feel like you're making a really good point. Um, because the first thing you were saying was more of the, the consequentialist critique, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, then you can't make money and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But this stuff about consent, I feel like reveals something that's very deeply true about the way we think about property, at least, yeah. which is that property is in some sense, me and you mentioned this at one point is an extension of myself 
So you need my consent for the same way you'd need my consent to do something with my person and or with my body. So to clarify, I believe that that is the case when it comes to intellectual stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not convinced that this applies to cars and objects that are not really me, right? Okay. Can Uh, I ask a question about that? Sure. Okay. If we look at the language of property, we find something interesting. Own. Mm -hmm. To own something, to make it one's own most, to make it me. Yeah. Right? To it, it is part of me, right? It's like in the way we use the word. Mine. Yeah. Me. It's meified. It's yeah. Iified. I identify with it. Yeah. Right? Do you think that in the case of particular physical objects, mm-hmm. it's trying to follow the model that in your eyes accurately and rightfully applies to the eidetic and personal stuff but but like it can't actually do that it's just a misapplication i, I think it's a it's a it's a conceptual mistake hmm. it's a it's a mistake of type it's a mistake of token it's a mistake it's a complete conceptual mistake hmm. and i think that that is worrisome because the moment you start making and this you know leads to to issues to serious issues right it's if everything that's not really me, right? Becomes so such an integral part of myself mm-hmm. to the point that I me if I right mm-hmm. I if I whatever whatever want to say. Then we are we have issues because all of a sudden we will feel and people feel that way that this truly disconnected thing, this thing that is not really me, but that I made a mine because of this conceptual object. This mis- misconceptualizing object, uh, then all of a sudden it's more important than, let's say, other people, right? Hmm. Then all of a sudden, you know, the Kantian difference, right? You're not supposed to use people as, as means, means, but right. only as ends, right? Then all of a sudden, though, but Kant is not oblivious to the fact that self preservation, for example, kind of trumps those things too, right? So all of a sudden, if I am self preserving myself because I, my phone, is part of me, right? Mm-hmm. I'm. I want to still preserve this fact. I don't care if by doing so, by doing such a thing, I'm harming people or I'm using people as means, for example, right? Okay. I think that that is that is the wor- the worry is that if we kind of include things into the moment I own them, they become part of the person. Mm-hmm. Then. There is the risk that we run that other people will become less important to me mm-hmm. than this thing that has become me. Because again, self-preservation, nobody can... Den- between me, listen, between me cutting my arm mm-hmm. and having someone else suffer, I have someone else suffer. And this is not because I'm particularly mean, but this is just, just because we, this is we are, the way we are. Yeah. Okay. Question. And I know um, you don't agree with this, but that's all right. Well, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know because I, I see um, things that point in that direction and things that don't. So, simple question, simple list of questions. Question number one: Do you believe ontologically? Yes. Someone can own a particular object. Ontologically? Yes. No. 
Okay, because they you cannot really own anything, right? And what? The, the, so what's the counter to that? The, why that is one can like if I say, hey, mm-hmm. I can own this particular cup. Oh, that's the particular thing cannot become you literally. It cannot. Oh, so that's why it cannot be you. It cannot be even become part of you. Okay. There's always that separation. So I thought you were going to say, because you could take it from me. If you want, but that's, that's the same argument if you want, right? It cannot become, how can you... So you could take it from me because it's not part of me. Exactly. Okay. So you, you think that one cannot truly own, and let, let me not say truly, one cannot actually own a particular object. If we're talking ontologically outside of the games that we have invented, yes, absolutely you cannot. Okay. Can one, in principle, own a universal, an idea? I, in principle, yes. a universal? No, you can own a specific token of that type, but not a universal. Okay. If you know what I mean. So when you say token of type, do you mean that you could own like sub-universals but not yeah i i can i cannot own the idea of tables right but you can own the idea of the folding the folding legs table because i put it together right okay that is my idea okay this is very interesting me to me do you know why this is interesting to me there's a couple of reasons (laughs) one reason is it seems like the the thing that you say you can own are the things that is the you, thing that you're against the commodification exactly, and selling exactly. of, but the thing that you can't own, you're okay with the commodification and selling of. <laughs> What's going on there? Correct. Because be- someone's going to be like, what? That doesn't make sense. Um, well, because at the end of the day, things that are really mine are things that are me, mm-hmm. and therefore I should not codify, commodify myself. Hmm. Well, I should be able to commodify things that are not me nor anyone else but they're just things hmm. that are up for grabs if you want. So although you think one cannot actually own a particular object, you do think it is makes sense to play the game, to play the up pretend to, game. Up to a certain point, yes. Okay. It's But it, again, and this is the way... You make it explicit that mm-hmm. it is a game, right? Because mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, if we do the reverse, that is not a game that becomes reality, right? I really own things. Yes. And those things are more important than anything else. Okay. If you say that you can commodify and sell the things that literally actually cannot be property, how do you prevent that from falling into, I could sell your house even though it's your house, because, hey, it's not my, it's not your property. It's not my property either, but well, I can commodify but it. But this is why we have titles, right? Those are documents. Those are things that we have created. This, that's the game, literally, okay. right? And Got it. we play this game for everything else, right? So oh, absent of that game. Everything is, this is what happens, right? When law, when countries fall, when there is, when things go bad. Mm-hmm. Can we even talk of looting and stealing at that point? There's no rules. So would you say might makes right? <laughs> not rightfully but actually uh, it, when it happens what, again if we're leaving outside of the of the specific uh, game that we're playing I think that it actually happens that way right it doesn't it doesn't make right but it's just what happens <laughs> it's just what happens hmm 
Because they, we don't even talk about rights in that case, right? It's just... Because hmm, that's also a game for you. Yeah, it's just... A, this is like unleashed power at that point. That's it. Okay. So, something I am also thinking. In previous... Does, does all thing make sense at all? I don't, I'm not... Makes sense? Sure. Yeah. In the, the, the Wittgensteinian <laughs> sense? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's no, of course, of course. I just think it's really interesting to see, like... So, you have... Like a list of ideas that traditionally would be connected in a certain way, and you're connecting them in different ways, and that's really interesting to me. And I understand it, but I know that someone's going to be like, "What?" So I'm trying to kind of draw it out. <laughs> no, no, of course. And good, good. And then I'll say something else. So okay, I was gonna, I was gonna gen- <laughs> gently back you into a corner here. Of course. Okay. With a smile and with cushions <laughs> on my hands and nice food and drinks. In the past, you have suggested to me Mm -hmm. that you don't, like me, Mm -hmm. believe in this idea of self-ownership. And I don't want to get too much into that because we can like say that. Absolutely. But I'm wondering how that that works because based on what you've said, it almost kind of seems like you fall in that direction because you're like, no, well, like the self is the thing that can't be alienated. So of course you actually, that is my own. Okay, sure. Uh, so the two things there, right? Okay. And one was actually going in the direction, you know, of, of countering this idea. And, and real quick, for those of you who don't know, this is an ongoing thing <laughs> between us where I believe in a thing and he doesn't. So that's it. <laughs> and it's always constantly around this idea of self one way or another. Yes. Um, so I, first of all, I find it, I find strange the fact that we talk about self-ownership, that you own yourself. Mm-hmm. This whole concept is strange to me. We have, we have talked about this multiple times. Because you, I think that you are entitled, you're, you have exclusive access to yourself mm-hmm. in this sense, but you're not your property. You are you, whatever that means, right? I think that those ideas and those things that are extension of yourself, those things that I say are not possible to sell somehow, right? Prevent you from being, how can we say, objectified. Because in order for you to become property, even of yourself, you need somehow to objectify yourself. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's truly what you do, what you want to do. That you it's not something you can actually do possibly so you couldn't objectify the self but you could objectify an idea so i was going there right okay we do we do however we do weird things right Definitely. we we objectify ourselves all the time in theory uh, there are people that sell themselves we use this phrase all the time right Mm. Do you mean like prostitution or Pro- just selling services? Well, well, prostitution will be one, but services in general, okay. right? I sell my, I sell like some people, my labor. Yeah, some people sell their ideas sometimes. So there is this uh, this this disconnect sometimes between the fact that you are not a collection of objects of various types that can be sold, and the fact that you actually sell them. And I think that that is the same conceptual mistake that I was pointing out that before, just the reverse of it. Hmm. So not only 
we think that uh, ideas might be the same as objects and so on and so on. But we also kind of transfer the same logic that we use for things to individuals and specifically about myself, right? Hmm. So I'm able to see myself as this collection of properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interesting linguistic yeah, thing, yeah. right? That we use the word property for qualities. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That uh, this this assemblage of 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 properties that can be almost disconnected by domain mm. uh, computer, right? The source and can be sold separately, right? So some people sell sex. Some people sell their, I don't know, music ability, musical ability. Some people sell uh, their ideas. Uh, and we don't seem to have a problem with that. But the problem is that we are objectifying those things, and this leads to some disconnect in the way, you know, it's not. It's definitely a roadblock towards the good life, if you want. Hmm. I don't know if, it, again, once more, I don't know if it's fully uh, intelligible. I'm wondering. I, so I, just question, counter yeah. question there, like how does self-ownership stuff falls into this category? So how do you see it contrary to what I'm saying, right? How do I, in yeah. contrast to you, yeah. believe it is a thing? Yes. Okay. I suppose you can set it up as a conditional. Okay. And the vaguest, most abstract form of the conditional um, would be something like, if we have, well, if property is defined by X, Y, Z set of characteristics, and the self falls into these possible characteristics, then it is possible for the self to be considered property. So it's like using traditional definitions of it. Okay. This may fall into that category. And of course, you might outright reject the traditional definitions or reject the way that I, I would argue that it does fit into the category or can fit into the categories. Um, but I think it, it ultimately has to do really with what I'm getting at here, what I'm thinking is I think you are more on the side of there really isn't such a thing called property. Yeah. So it's not only that you think, you know, the, the particulars can't be owned. You really don't think that the, the self, the ideas could be owned either, even though it's closer Mm -hmm. because it literally is one's own. Whereas I am more of, of the mindset that I do think property is more than just the pretend game. Like I do absolutely think there are pretend aspects of it and things that we implement in order to preserve whatever for certain purposes. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's the difference is because I do believe there is some base actuality pertaining so, to property, this allows me to of course make that judgment. So you, you believe that ontologically... There is a thing called property. There is a thing. Okay, how does that work? Help. Well, but again, um, I know it's a big question about whatever I, you I give can, us. So maybe let, let's just start with this, and then I will give the base, and then maybe in the next episode we'll continue, and then also talk about the normative implications of this. Yeah. So in Locke, who I feel like is probably the one to go yeah, to for this, right? Definitely the well-known one. The yeah. well-known one. <clears throat> um in the second treatise, he talks about this idea that 
in order to, well, he talks about the idea that there's the state of nature, right? Yeah. Which is the way things are really mm-hmm. absent of this post hoc governmental construction, right? Where we're constrained by a blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. That's like a natural property. And in this state of nature, we're all born free in a negative sense, meaning there's mm-hmm. nothing restricting us. There's nothing preventing us from acting in certain ways or certain ways, key, key there, um, saying things, doing certain things, et cetera, et cetera, speaking things. And one of those natural rights, those negative rights we have, or in other words, rights we have that guarantee certain freedoms because there's no one restricting us from doing it, is property. So Locke believes that in the state of nature, if you take something out of its natural state, mm-hmm. what you're doing is is you're kind of like you're imprinting something. You are you are eyeifying it, right? Yeah. You you are mixing your labor with that thing to create something that wasn't there previously. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, equals property, something Mm -hmm. like that, right? And the reason that could happen in the first place is only because you are an owner of oneself. Of course, Locke doesn't think you're a total owner because he thinks God is ultimately the owner of you, right? Mm -hmm. But because you are, to some extent, an owner of yourself, when you mix your labor with something... You're the manager. You're the manager (laughs) or the the stakeholder, (laughs) right? When you mix your labor, that's why this thing ultimately becomes yours. So Literally I, part of you. Literally an extension of yourself. Okay. And that is, I think, where the, the yeah. conceptual mistake is made. Yes, I think that's the heart of the... Yeah, because at the end of the day, I think that this idea that me mixing my labor with something equals me extending my existence into something else that is the part that i don't understand no no i don't I understand it i just don't i and, don't agree with and what about the backwards way the, what about it permeating you rather than you extending out into it i think that there are exchanges right there the, our relation is this exchange where there is this temporary if you want connection that's created right mm-hmm. but you're not creating an un- a being that is mm. that wasn't there before right okay you're not i mean this is why i'm saying ontologically that doesn't we are just saying look i'm entering in this relationship with this cup at the moment and this relationship with this cup uh, is sanctioned by this fiction that we have created mm-hmm. as more or less stable right which means that nobody can interfere with it because of the game that we played. But the truth is, it's just a relationship with a cup. Mm-hmm. It's not a new object. It's not Giuseppe's cup. In other words, this A-B relationship does not produce something distinct from A and, and B. B. Exactly. It's a hypostasization. It's a hypostasis, yes. Yes, it doesn't happen. It doesn't... The truth, again, if we think about objects, for example, if we think about objects that um, that can last a long time, for example, I think this is evident mm-hmm. the moment the human being that is, you know, um, 
in contact with it is in relationship with this cup. The mm-hmm. moment the human being is gone, that thing still is ontologically the same way as it was before. That's interesting. Nothing has changed. Hmm. If he was ontologically connected to the human being that makes his labor with, he would wither and disappear with it, which doesn't happen. Okay. So I think this is a good place to stop uh, and continue in the next one because there's something interesting to be said here about property being a fact about uh, a relation versus an absolute fact in the thing itself, yep. which I would agree with you on. All but right. we could continue All right. this. We'll talk later. See ya. See ya.